for two Kickers are extra, I give them the boot Ooh, throwing for two Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew Ooh, now I'm reclining While I put in my time and I'm ready to go My spine is aligning And much my my lineups, my bank account grows I am so rich But knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with Ooh, listen to this Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh, DFS Dynasty Redraft tonight, I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep. Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping and woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 297 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. We are live here from the Going For Two Live podcast network every Wednesday and Friday on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and of course, in the Going For Two app for iOS and Android. Um, we are here tonight to do uh, to do a double slate, where we're doing our annual Thanksgiving slate. Obviously, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. We got three games tomorrow, and then we'll be doing the, the main slate as well. Uh, so it might run a little bit long tonight. So hopefully you uh, you you prepared for that. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, meet. <laughs> the, the real question, Jeff, is is your voice prepared for that? Yeah, I don't know if my voice will make it through the whole show. If you can tell, guys, I'm a little under the weather. Uh, I'm gonna push through this real quick. But uh, let's uh, go ahead and meet my two co-hosts. Uh, of course, we got Tim Strobel. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Keto DFS. What's up, Tim? Oh man, best show of the year. You know, I always look forward to this. Uh, you know, sorry you're feeling a little under the weather. We're going to push through tonight and give you guys a great show. Yes, sir. And uh, joining us, uh, just like he always does, the Michael Jordan style, last second he shows up uh, right before the show came on, Gerson popped in. What's up, G? Oh, he's got to drink his beer first and then he yeah, can answer. Yeah, I, I show up, right? That's all that matters. I just show up, man. And I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like that guy that, you know, you, you, he shows up drunk as shit. And next thing you know, he's the best fucking player on the team. You're like, how the fuck is he doing? I feel like you're Allen Iverson. He's like, was I late? Was I late, though? Was I late? Practice? Two two minutes into the show, Gerson's dropped his first F-bomb already. (laughs) We're off to a good start tonight. (laughs) All right, so until we got a a jam-packed show, let's go ahead and kick it off here with the the Rewind. The Weekly Rewind. 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 All right, let's do uh, one good, one bad. We'll go to you first, Tim. Yeah, uh, the one good last week for me is that I faded Justin Jefferson. I called him a fake-ass wide receiver one. I said that he was probably going to get locked down, and that actually worked out for me. Uh, The only problem was I got basically everything else wrong. Uh, I had at least two or three snowflakes in every single one of my lineups that came last week. So the, the mines were real, and I hit some mines. Uh, last week yeah there was a lot of chalk that you know as, as good as the chalk has been for a while the, the chalk was definitely not good this past weekend gerson's over here taking pictures i don't know what he's taking pictures of but he's got yeah, his camera out it's not like it's not like men in black we, we can just forget the slate <laughs> you got yeah, your little like <laughs> no okay so if you go check him out on twitter um i had i had no good i i didn't even care about saying the good because the good don't matter it was so bad that the bad just like kills the good. Um, yeah. I mean, if you go check out my Twitter, I posted a picture of 
how bad it was. They are, I tell you this, I kid you not, I don't claim to be a professional DFS player. I claim to be a guy that just loves to love fantasy football, love DFS, love to have a good time on a Friday night with my three, my two friends right here in front of me, you know, and just give out advice. I do my research and everything. I tell you who to play. But yeah, sometimes the plays don't hit. Sometimes it's bad, you know. And you go look at that Twitter post, it'll show you that the top 50 players in the world, the top 50 players. We're talking about guys that make more money than me, Jeff, and Tim combined together in probably a weekend. Well, actually not a weekend. I doubt that. In, 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 in a lifetime, not even a lifetime, you know what I mean, a million <laughs> yeah. dollars. A lot of money. They make a lot of money, a lot more a lot than we money. do. They make a lot of money. But they've all, you look at that list, there was one guy that was profitable because he played one roster in that tournament, the Millie Maker. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. else, they lost a lot. Yeah. Hey, and the most important thing from my point of view is all of us have had a really good season otherwise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're going to have a bad week now and then, but it's been a good <laughs> ride, and we're going to keep that train rolling. Exactly. There we go. So as bad as their weeks were, mine was exactly the opposite. I actually had a really good week. I crushed my cash lineup thanks to playing Jawan Johnson at tight end, who got me like 17 points. He was 1% owned, so that was a big play. Uh, but in my tournament lineups, I told y'all last week to stack the Bengals. I did. I had Burrow, Higgins, Pickens stack, uh, coupled with a couple guys I talked about already, like you know Jawan, Jawan Jennings. I also had Najee Harris in that lineup. Uh, so it that one turned out pretty well for me. So uh, that one saved my weekend, and of course, my cash lineup hitting also was pretty good as well. So, all right. So the way we do this, you're good with Joe Burrow. My my good was Burrow Higgins Pickens the whole stack. And, and I my, mean, I mean, I, I mean, not that you said, like you fucking you freaking killed it, dude. Like sorry guys, uh, you I had a long day, dude. Like give me a break, dude. You know. I barely made it to the show. No, I, I will say one thing real quick, Jeff. Just as a you know GPP thing is that everybody was taking the Steelers defense last week. We knew that that was going to be the chalk defense. So obviously, playing a stack against it was great leverage. It was your stack of the week, and we I think we all regret not having more of that game. Yeah, that was that was definitely about what saved me. And then my one bad, and I think it was bad across the industry too, was Damian Pierce. We talked about him getting yeah. volume and. Uh, yeah, he didn't get that volume, and they got pretty much blown out and scripted out. So Pierce was uh, was my one bad. All right, we're going to get to the Thanksgiving slate. We'll do this a little bit differently since it's not too many players in the player pool. We won't go position by position. We're going to go game by game. Um, and the first game on the slate here is the Bills at Lions. Uh, Bills are 9.5-point favorites. The over-under in this game is 54.5. Uh, so I'm going to go to you first, Tim. Give me a couple of the, the guys you're playing from this game here. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest lock on this slate is Josh Allen, uh, particularly if you're going to play cash games. I usually don't recommend playing cash on a three-game slate like this, but if you're going to do that, uh, I think you have to play Josh Allen. We've talked about this over the last few weeks. Nobody gives up more points to rushing quarterbacks than the Detroit Lions, right? Two weeks ago, we played uh, Justin Fields. Last week, Danny Dimes surprised a lot of people. This week, it's Josh Allen. Right, he's going to be the highest-owned quarterback on the slate, but you have to play him uh, because he has the highest, you know, uh, feeling of anybody by, in my in my opinion, at least probably ten points. Yeah, it looks like we got a Cincinnati fan in here too, James Brooks, saying who they who they. I, I was definitely saying who they last week with my lineup. That's for sure. 
Uh, all right, Gerson, yeah. give me a couple of your plays out of this. Uh, he's going with Josh Allen. Are, are you playing Jared Goff in this game at all? Um, if I wanted to burn money, I'd just go away. From <laughs> uh, oh, I'm not playing Jared Goff. Um, are we doing like position by position or just? Just whatever. Yep. Just pick some of the plays you like out yeah, of this game. This game, yeah. I think the second best play of this game is. It, I know people would probably say Stephon Diggs, but I'm actually going to Devin Singletary. He's 5,700 against the Detroit Lions. A great matchup. We know they're ranked, what, I think, like, bottom three in DBOA against the running back. Um, yeah. Singletary's actually been very kind of sneaky good this year, right? Um, 17, 16 points in the last two weeks. It, he's getting the workload. 18 carries, 86 yards. James Cook did get some volume, but let's be honest here. How healthy is Josh Allen? Like, He's throwing interceptions. He's being very irrational with his playmaking. I think mm-hmm. they're going to rely a little bit on him. And my ownership on him right now, on the slate of Thanksgiving, is coming at 50%. And I'm telling you guys right now, the, the, you might want to pay attention to the ownership that I'm going to be talking about because you have to get different. Um, mm-hmm. Josh Allen is coming in at 45%. Devin Singletary is coming in at uh, uh, 50%. Um, I think he's basically one of the three running backs you're going to want to have on this slate. Yeah, I like it. Agreed. Uh, so I'm going to go with the receiver on the other side there, Mr. Amon Ross St. Brown, 6.6. Jared Goff's been targeting the hell out of him. Uh, we've talked about home golf before. This is definitely golf at home. He's placed much better at home uh, on, on that turf. And the Lions in general tend to play better on Thanksgiving and just in general throughout the year. So uh, at 6.6, I think he's a little bit underpriced still uh, for the amount of targets he's getting. And I think Amon Ross St. Brown uh, is, a, is a pretty good play here. Obviously, it's the Thanksgiving slate. Anything can happen. You know, that's always seems to be one weird play every every Thanksgiving. But uh, yeah. I like I like Amon Robert St. Brown. Uh, let's go back through again, Tim. Give me a couple more of your plays here. Yeah, I like that call. He's definitely my favorite lion. Uh, I'm going to go back to what Gerson said a minute ago. I think Stephon Diggs is going to be the, the highest owned wide receiver, uh, possibly on the slate, certainly in this game. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Gabe Davis. Um, I feel like this is a good matchup for him in the sense that they play a lot of man, and I think that he's going to get a better opportunity to expose against a weaker cornerback. So at 5,300, he's $2,700 less. Or, yeah, uh, that's right, right? He's a lot, you know, 2,700 less than Stephon did. Yeah. Right? So you can use that money to pay up a lot of other places and get different uh, because I think everybody's going to have digs. So if you do a Josh Allen stack that doesn't have Stephon Diggs in it, you get different right there. Yeah, 100% agree. I like that call as well. I, I will say this. So, like, I have to give, like, DFS strategy. Like, so I played Thanksgiving for the last seven years, however long I played DFS. Every year I realized one thing. On a, so on a three-game slate, you have to get different. And the way you're going to get different, it's not by, like, oh, I'm going to play freaking, uh, oh, I can't. Uh, who's the worst running back on the New England Patriots? Whoever he is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, the way you get defense, you actually allow a, a player against your defense. Yeah. So, like, you have to allow, you have to turn it up. So, like, let's say uh, De- the Buffalo Bills, right? Um, well, you might – no, well, you're not going to play the Detroit Lions defense ever. But <laughs> you, you're going to allow uh, the Amon Ross St. Brown, you know. And it, it's just – you have to get defense and you have to allow players – you have to get different that way. And that's the way I've done it the last couple of years. I've been profitable. Honestly, yeah. thanks, thanks to the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, because that way did good. Um, and well, that one year, the Green Bay Packers, they kind of show. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then the, and then the Raiders. You know, the Raiders they beat the Cowboys. Hey, shout out to Scott. Raiders beat the Cowboys, but you have to get different. But yeah. I mean, uh, the one thing I think we didn't talk about at the top is that on a Thanksgiving slate, there really are no rules. Like you said, you can full onslaught games. You can just, you know, completely stack the night games and try and get different because there's going to be, you know, there's not a lot of options, right? Like Erson said, you can play the off the wall guys that are, you know, 3% owned and, and try and win that way. But you can also, there are different ways to win this game, particularly on a short slate. Yeah, 100%. And this overloading on one game is certainly one way to do it. The thing, the thing that makes this slate so different is that uh, you have two games under 45. Yep. At 45 and under. Yeah. And then you have one game, 54 and a half. Obviously, everybody can go to that 54 and a half game. So, but what happens if that game only scored 45? Yeah. Then the slate turns upside down, right? So you have to pick your poison. You have to pick your spot. Yeah, 100% agree. I think, you know, a lot of times we talk about negative correlation, but on a three-game slate, you're not so much worried about negative correlation. Like you said, running back versus the defense that you're playing. <laughs> you really can't, uh, you can't, can't go wrong. Um, is there anybody else we haven't talked about that we want to mention here, Gerson? Does anybody else, are you interested in uh, uh, Jamal Williams at all? Uh, are you interested in, in the tight end? Yeah, well, yeah. You, you can, so just basically on that game, to give you the rundown on that game, it's very simple. What are you going to do? You're going to play Josh Allen at quarterback. At running back, you're going to go with uh, basically, I don't know why I did this on my player sheet. Sorry. Um, Jamal Williams not a bad play. It's just a touchdown dependent game, right? Yeah. But I think it's sneaky to go to, uh, you know, Drowned uh, Swift, but you're going to play Singletary for his prize. Stephon Diggs, um, I'm on St. Brown. You don't really want to go elsewhere unless you're going to go very cheap. But I honestly, honestly, I think Dawson Knox is a great player. Yeah. He's bringing more volume. Uh, the defense, you're going to play the Bills defense. You're sure as hell not going to play the Lions defense unless you fucking. <laughs> that's true. Just donate, just donate to my potty mouth jar, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I was glad you mentioned Knox because I, I, he was the last guy on my sheet we didn't talk about. I think he's going to be pretty chalky, but I think he's a great. Uh, 3,500. I mean, you know. Yeah, agreed. So me and you, Tim, have a couple of guys that are pretty cheap that are going to be because you have to find some cheap guys to fit in some of these expensive guys. You got James Cook there, who's a, you know, he did it pretty well last week. You expect something similar this week as far as usage? Yeah. I think one thing we talked about is on three games slate, you kind of got to have a narrative, right? You got to tell yourself a story, how the game's going to go. And mine is that in the second half, they're way up on Detroit. And then they're just slamming James Cook and Devin Singletary, right? And he gets 12, maybe 15 carries. One of them happens to go for long for a touchdown. And he ends up being that guy that has 18, 19 points at 4,400 you have to have. Yeah. Right? So I don't think he's a guy you play in cash. Maybe you play him in one lineup if you do like a three max. But he's really for the guys that are at 150 where you're trying to look for somebody to uh, be a little different. I like it. And, and my guys, it's sort of a similar narrative. I think the Bills get up big. Uh, and because it's Thanksgiving, I think it becomes a, you get a touchdown and you get a touchdown and you get a touchdown. So I went Isaiah McKenzie at 4,000. Um, I think he's a you know thir- third receiver in that offense, which typically doesn't do a whole lot in this, in this offense because he got digs in uh, Gabe Davis. But I think yeah. in this game, if they do get up big, they're just going to be panning out touchdowns to whoever they can get touchdowns to. And I think McKenzie is a good option at 4K. All right, let's move down to the Giants and Cowboys game. Dallas are seven and a half point favorites. Uh, over under, as Gerson mentioned, is 45 and a half right now. Uh, and I'll go to you first, Tim. Give me uh, one of your plays from this game here. 
Well, I'm going to, I'm actually going to give you two plays here and it's what breaks my heart, but we talk about being different on this slate. Um, Tony Pollard is the play on this slate. I think he is going to be probably the, you know, one of the highest owned uh, running backs, if not players on the whole slate. Um, but I think something unique is here is that I think the Giants could get absolutely blown out in this game. Like we saw last week with the Vikings, uh, they're really struggling, particularly along their offensive line. So I think, uh, again, GPP only, uh, you can play Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott in the same lineup. And that's one way where you can get a little bit different, where Tony uh, Pollard could have 150 all-purpose yards, and then Zeke could have maybe 60 and two touchdowns, right? And then both of them get there. Both of them are needed. And, you know, they're reasonable enough to where it's not going to kill you to play both. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I like that, playing both running backs there because – you're right. I mean, a lot of times we get frustrated as Pollard owners that Zeke gets in close and he gets those in-close touchdowns. But if you if you have both of them, you're going to get all those touchdowns. So I like yeah, it. Yeah, Zeke is still getting all the inside the five work. Those are obviously the highest value touches. Um, but, you know, we see Pollard's value in the passing game. So, you know, like I said, they can both get there uh, on volume. All right. Gerson, I'm going to go to you. Give me a couple of your plays in this game here. So, um, obviously, these guys have already played each other. Once this season, but it was with Cooper Rush. It wasn't with Dak Prescott. I think this game kind of go way different than what it is. And I, and I and and I'm not talking crap here, but I think the Giants are a little bit overrated. They they won game, but they haven't exactly like won them flat out. Won. Yeah. They've gotten very close. You know, like they they beat the Green Bay Packers very close. Very good. And it, and it was in London. I don't know if you remember, Tim. Did you wake up at 7 a.m.? I do. No, I remember vividly because it was a stadium full of Packer fans. Packer oh, yeah? Fans from all over the world showed up in London to support Green Bay, and the players did not want to be there. They didn't want to make the trip, and they absolutely laid a stinker on, uh, you know. So, yeah, that, that was really tough to watch, man. I got uh, early for that game, and I was but, disappointed. I mean, I really think if you want to play Dak Prescott, great play. If you're going to play Daniel Jones, you're not going to stack him because his wide receiver position going great. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think the, the thing is, like what Tim said, if you want to get sneaky, it's going to be with Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel yeah. Elliott is 7.9% owned. Um, but really, everybody's going to target that Buffalo Detroit Lions game, right? But I actually think, what if this game shoots out? What if this is the game? This is the only game that I see, think is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Than what yeah. people think, yeah. Because this is a rivalry game; it can be different. Um, CD Lamb is priced up at seventy one hundred. Um, I kind of love that. It's not too expensive for what he gets to workload. And last week, maybe people are going to be scared of that. You know, he only yeah. scored nine points, and I'm going to go right back to him. I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him. Um, Michael Gallup at forty six hundred. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of out on that stuff. I'm done with Michael Gallup. Yeah. Um, I, I'm thinking I'm going to go a different direction. Darius Clayton, um, what's his name? Just tore his ACL. Wondell Robinson tore his ACL. Yeah. I think he's going to be one of the one of. Right now he's coming at 10 percent ownership, but it should be higher. 4600. I mean, you have to get value somewhere. Um, yeah. I'm not playing Richie James. Hell no. Yeah. yeah. Play Richie James, dude. Um, it, it just uh. I'm, I'm, he scored 13 points last week, but I don't know how much I want to trust that, you know? I yeah. mean, the guy is it's just it's Daniel Jones. I, all I think about is, like, Michael Parsons 
stacking the crap out of Daniel Jones over and over, you know? This mm-hmm. game's very interesting. Tight end, don't go. Gonna be shocked. 27% yeah. owned right now. Um, I don't know who knows. I think you mentioned him. Who was it? Jeff or Tim? You guys mentioned Lawrence Cager last week. It wasn't me. Oh no, it was uh Benny on the yeah, Sunday show. On the Sunday oh, show, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my bad. But uh Tanner Hudson at twenty five hundred. That kinda interests me a little bit because I have to get yeah. sneaky, I have to get value. And he dude, he he had back to back uh like two times value at least. And yeah. on a slate like this, you don't really tight end gonna be the less irrelevant position. I mean I don't. I can't think of it. one tight end on this slate that's going to break the slate. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a Kelsey. You don't have an Andrews. You're going to have to be a little different. Uh, Ghost maybe gets you twenty points, maybe. But if he doesn't and he shits the bet, then what are you going to do? You just paid thirty eight hundred for him. Defense, yeah. Cowboys defense, obviously can be a chalk. It's yeah. going to be a chalk. Um, that's it. I mean, like this game is very. It's, it's kind of straightforward, but I think this game is going to be the game to decide the slate. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was going to give an alternate uh, scenario, alternate narrative to this game here. Um, you're talking about Cowboys, you know, beating the Giants, but I think the Cowboys are riding that high. This is a letdown game right here. The Giants always seem to play the t- Cowboys tough, especially in their stadium. The Giants actually won the first game in that stadium against the Cowboys when they first opened it. And the Cowboys, I mean, the Giants ever since then have always played them pretty tough in this stadium. So, if you want to play a leverage play uh, in this game, you, you play uh, Barkley, and I, I, I'm not afraid to play Daniel Jones at 5.5 with his rushing ability there. Um, the only thing I will say against that is that uh, the Giants are missing four starting offensive linemen, and that Vegas, who almost never will move a line because of a non-quarterback, moved this line from um, minus 7 to minus 10. So... They're seeing that that is going to impact the game. So that it could, could still go well for them, but this could go really, really could bad. could go really bad. And like I said, it's more of a of an alternate narrative if you wanted to try to play leverage because on a three-game slate, you're going to have to find yep. something different. So, oh, one thing I told before, so Barkley priced $8,000. One thing I learned about like Thanksgiving slate is that the shock, no, not the shock, the most expensive running back is almost never on that winning lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing because uh, in recent years, like, you think about running back like Antonio Gibson, he freaking went for like 40 points. I think it was last, was it last year or two years ago. I can't remember. Yeah. But he broke, he broke the slate. Like, I, I, I honestly think Zeke, 5,800, or Saquon Barkley, 8,000. I'm going to Zeke, you know? Yeah. yeah. We haven't talked about C.D. Lamb. Um, and I think you obviously got to talk about C.D. Lamb in this game. You just talked about it. Exactly what I was going to say is that I think everybody's going to play Stephon Diggs, and rarely is the most expensive uh, wide receivers in the winning lineup, right? It's going to be somebody like Ceedee Lamb who ends up getting you know twenty five, twenty seven points, and everybody else is you know twenty or less, right? So no, I think people are going to play him. I don't think he's going to be under owned. Uh, but I don't think he'll be as owned as, as guys like Stephon did. Yeah, I agree. And Gerson, you, you mentioned Gallup. You said you weren't playing Gallup. I actually like Gallup at 4.6. If you watched the game last week, they got Gallup involved really early in that game and then just blew him out and had no reason to go back to Gallup. But I think he had four targets in their first two drives when the game was still close, obviously. And then once uh, Pollard started to go off, 
uh, it was it was different. So I do think if this game remains a little bit closer, I think Gallup at four point six is pretty interesting. I do think they want to get him involved more. You know, who, you know who turned off that game? Uh, Jared. Jared. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, one last thing here: if we had a sit call, there's not really a sit call on a three game slate. But if there was a sit call here, it's going to be Isaiah Hodgins for the Giants. Uh, this oh. is the guy. So, so Richie James is hurt. He was limited in practice. He's probably going to play, but if he gets injured, the guy who came in last week was Isaiah Hodgins. 3K, min price, nobody's going to play him. Yeah. So if you're looking for your sick call, uh, that's one. Yeah, a peek behind the curtain on our show sheet, guys. I organized this by the games, and I was putting the players into each game. And I had to look and see who Isaiah Hodgins played for before I put him on there. Because I was like, well, where the hell does this guy even play at? So, yeah, he's definitely a sick call for sure. All right, let's get down into he's this last. More, I want to say this, though. He's playing more snaps than Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Yep. Like, just think about that. Somebody yep. you've never heard of play more snaps than Kenny Galladay. Right. Insane. Kenny Galladay still plays on the New York Giants? I didn't even know that. <laughs> Yeah, he's out there just doing wind spreads. I, I don't think I don't even think he knows that. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> all right. He's still collecting the checks, man. That's all he cares about. Let's get down to the last game on this Thanksgiving slate. Uh, it's probably as far as DFS goes, one of the worst games on the slate. Uh, Patriots at Vikings. The the Vikings are three and a half point favorites. The over under here is forty two and a half. Uh, we'll start with you again, Tim. Give me some of your guys out of this game. Yeah, I mean this. This is a little bit narrative, but I feel like every Thanksgiving, there's somebody in the night, night game you have to have, right? Like, it doesn't matter what happens in the morning game or the afternoon game, right? Who's in first? There's always somebody that comes in that night game. And so I feel like if you don't have some PMR, right, uh, you know, you don't have somebody re- remaining in this game, uh, you may see your green start to fall, right? So who, who are you going to target? I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson. We just talked about how there's not really that elite tight end on this slate. Uh, and I think that this is an opportunity. One of the ways you can beat the Patriots is through the tight end, right? They take away your running game. They take away your best wide receiver, but they leave a lot of stuff open over the middle. So we know people are going to play Schultz. They're going to play Knox. I don't think people are going to get up to Hawkinson. So uh, he's one of my favorite plays, especially if you're going to play two tight ends. I think one of them has to be Hawkinson. Yeah, and talking about you know slate breakers, you know of tight ends this year, Hawkinson was a slate breaker. He was playing for That's the Detroit true. Lions that time, but uh, he could definitely yeah. break a slate if, he, if they get. Yeah, it's like targets. Kelsey, Kelsey Andrews, Kelsey, Kelsey Hawkinson, yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I also like Ramondre Stevenson. We talked about him pretty much every week. It seems he's always in that mid tier of running backs at six point four. Uh, if the Patriots, you know, want to play that ground and pound versus the Vikings, the Vikings run defense is not that good. Uh, it's 6.4. He's cheaper than, obviously, than Barkley. Uh, I think he's cheaper than Pollard, too, right? Pollard's, what, 7,000? No, 66. He's just a little bit more expensive. yeah. So, yeah, Stevenson's a, a good play. He's been, you know, he's game skip proof. You know, obviously, I don't think they get behind, but if they do, he catches passes as well. So, at 6.4, he's still viable. Uh, and in the passing game for the Patriots, really the only guy you really want outside of uh, uh, Stevenson is probably going to be Myers. Kobe Myers yeah. at 5.1. He's he's basically the only target they have out there right now, it seems. Uh, so he'll get tons of targets. He probably won't score a touchdown, but at 5.1, if you can just get a bunch of catches and targets, you're okay with that. Um, Gerson, anybody else you wanted to mention from this game? I mean, you just mentioned pretty much all of them. I mean, to be honest, this game, it, it, I'm almost a, it's not a full fade, but it's almost a fade, you know? Yeah. But, yep. but um, 
I think one injury I want to look at is Devontae Parker. He's three point nine. And if and if if he plays, I think I'm gonna have interest in him because I don't think anybody will be on him. He's questionable right now with his knee. But if he plays, we've seen him have those games where he had well week three against Baltimore, he had uh 156 yards, five reception. I mean <laughs> that's crazy, right? Yeah. Um but um he could be three point nine K. I'll take him, you know, I I'll take a shot at him. But I this game almost a full fade. Um, yeah. play the that's all I'll say. I like the defenses, both defenses in this game. Yeah. And if Devontae Parker is out, my sit call is Tyquan Thornton. Again, you got to get different on a game slate like this. I think if the Parker doesn't play 3,300 Thornton, uh, actually oh, gets. Yeah, I forgot, to get my, I forgot to get my sit call. Can I say my sit call? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, go for it. It's the Lions defense. That's pretty sick, but I mean, uh, they're playing against the Patriots, the 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 Bills, so no one's gonna play them. Nobody can play them unless they Dan Campbell goes out there and kill the turkey live on TV and says, <laughs> "Let's go bite the kneecap of a turkey." <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but let's say the Lions get a couple picks. I mean, Josh Allen has been doing very bad. That's true. I mean, he, he leads the league in turnovers right now, in interceptions, right? Um, yep. yep. So they they go out there and get two picks. Maybe they take one to the house. Boom, they hit value right away. You know, and on a slate like this, you're lo- you're you're starving for value. No pun intended for the Thanksgiving slate. Um, but you're starving for value. Two point one k. Yeah, I'll take it. I like that. And then, you know, I kind of mentioned earlier that you know there's always that one player that we don't see coming and. My player from this game is KJ Osborne. Uh, Justin Jefferson's got a toe injury. Obviously, last week he seemed a little bit limited. He did get locked down. Thielen was good in the beginning, and then it's kind of faded away. So KJ Osborne at three point six is a big play play guy. I think he can have a big game here and uh, save you some money as well. So he's another way to get different. All right, that's it for the Thanksgiving slate. Let's go ahead and jump into the main slate, which is going to be a little bit difficult being a little bit early. We have injuries that we haven't got word on yet, so we'll do the best we can here to get you the plays uh, for this weekend. Uh, Let's go ahead and get to the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks. All right, Tim, with the uh, the three-game Thanksgiving slate and then obviously the Monday night game, the, the slate, the player pool is kind of small, but there are no teams on by, so it's not as terrible as it could be. Uh, but let's go ahead and look at the elite tier here. Who do you have in your elite tier quarterbacks? Yeah, thankfully, we have a couple guys that are competing for MVP this year on this slate, so we do have some solid quarterback options. And I'm going to go with the man I think is leading that MVP race right now, Patrick Mahomes, right? It is insane what this dude is doing without Tyreek Hill uh, using, you know, obviously we saw Juju get hurt, but, you know, Miko Hardman and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Sky Moore and, oh, yeah, making Travis Kelsey look amazing at 33 years old. So uh, I'm going to keep on the Mahomes train. Uh, he's 8,200, right? He's the most expensive quarterback on the slate. Um, I'm not worried about this being a blowout. I know Stafford is out and, uh, you know, it, it, this game could get ugly quick, but We've seen in the past Mahomes will drop 30, 35 points on a team before he sits down. So yep. I think if that happens on this slate, you have to have him. Yep, I'm with you 100% on that call as well. Um, my elite quarterback is going to be uh, Justin Herbert against the Arizona Cardinals at 7K. Uh, he got his weapons back last week. I think he may have lost Mike Williams again, but he did get Keenan Allen back. They looked like they were pretty good on the offense. Um, 
the Cardinals are very bad against the pass. And we saw last week them pretty much give up on the 49ers. I mean, I know they were bl- getting blown out, but there was that run or that catch from Kittle where there was four defenders in front of him in the end zone, and he just walked in untouched, which was crazy to think. <laughs> he walked in like a like a. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. I can't. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's not get canceled on Thanksgiving, Gerson. But yeah, so the Cardinals that's uh, are bad against the pass. Uh, it has a pretty high impl- implied total. I think it's the fourth highest on the slate at twenty five. Um, so Herbert has a, also got some good stacking options. Uh, and Murray's back on the other side of the ball, so they can definitely keep yeah. up as far as scoring goes. So Herbert is is my my play here at seven K. Gerson, we'll go to you. You don't you, you had Mahomes as your elite, but let's go ahead and move down into the mid tier here. You got a guy that's kind of borderline elite. Uh, you have him in the mid tier though. Yeah. Um, so so no, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, the crowd, the people. This late, like, is the biggest late we have to do every year. But I've been counting this guy every week, week in, week out, when he played, unless he died, to a tongue of a law. You know, yeah, it's the west side, you know, whatever, when his fingers <laughs> work. If he can throw the football like this, I don't care. As long as he can throw it. But it's to a tongue of a law. I honestly think to a tongue of a law, Miami versus Houston, they're just going to pass the heck out of the ball. And they, they're just getting more, and, and they're coming off a of bye week. Like they're healthy, they're getting better. Yeah. And it's it, it playoff time. They're trying to push for the playoff. You know, there's there's no and Houston defense is one of the worst in the league. So it's so simple for me. I was kind of shocked that they didn't raise his price, sixty nine hundred. Yeah, that's cheap. I yeah. Expected, I expected to be like, I, well, here's the way I put it. I get that Justin Field having an amazing season, but. Maybe it's just me. I'm not a DraftKings algorithm or a FanDuel algorithm, but I would think the guy that actually has weapon would be more valuable than Justin Field Price, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two or three about 6,900. You can stack him with High Freak Hill, Darren Waddle, and, you know, but I, I love, I'm going to have a lot of tour this week, that's for sure. Um, so some ownership I wanted to come up on Patrick Mahomes at 14.4%. Wow. And I'm telling you right now, that is the highest I've seen the whole season. I don't think I've seen yeah. more than 12%. No, I don't think I've seen more than 11% this season. And 12, 14.4% for Patrick Mahomes is incredible. I don't know if I'm going to be there yeah. on the trip because I know Los Angeles Rams lost Stafford. Stafford's not playing this week, right? Right, he's, yeah, not, he's out. out. But maybe, you know, 8,200. I get it. It's a good play, but two or times below at almost what twenty one hundred dollar price difference. Yeah, it almost interests me more. Yeah, thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. Sorry. Yep. She, I don't have a card to be like Tim. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Well, a guy who's two hundred less than uh, Tua. I'm going back to Jeff Swell this week, man. Joe Burrow. And he gets the Tennessee Titans, which is already a great matchup. But he's getting his boy Jamar Chase back, too. I think Chase is expected to play in this game. So at 6,700, I think he makes a great play. Uh, stacking options are obvious. And, you know, we saw last week, man, the, uh, the Bengals can put up some points. Obviously, some weeks they make you a little uncomfortable, but... This week, I'm feeling like going all the way in. So I like it. Give me some Joe Burrow this week. Yeah, if if Burrow shows up in a Jamar Chase LSU jersey like he did that one week where he exploded, mm-hmm. definitely lock, lock, it, lock in. it in. Lock, lock it, in. it in. Yeah. 
Love it. Uh, all right, or, so- or if Jamar Chase shows up in a Joe Burrow shoot. Yeah. Didn't they ask Burrow if Chase is playing? He said, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's supposed yeah. to be playing this week. All right, so I'm going to go to uh, Mr. Geno Smith. I don't think I've put him on my sheet all season. I just could not buy into it. But at $6,000 versus the uh, one of the worst pass defenses in the when league. play the Raiders, baby. Just yep. play him. Just, yeah, exactly. And they're, and they're also at home, which they tend to play a lot better at home. Uh, I do like his stocking options, too. You can go Metcalf or Lockett in this, in this game. Uh, so Geno Smith at 6K is pretty uh, interesting as well. Uh, value on this slate is a little ugly. So I'm going to go to you first, Tim. Give me one of your value guys. Yeah, uh, I don't really want to talk about either of these guys, but I actually I will talk about uh, Taylor Heineke. Um, this is one of those flow chart plays. You just play quarterbacks against the Atlanta Falcons, right? Like it's really that simple. Uh, value is tough. Uh, he's 5,300. I think he showed last week he has the potential to get over 20 points. If he can get close to 25 at 5,300, he gives you kind of upside that you need to win a tournament. So we've already seen Jacoby Brissett win a uh, slate this year. We've seen uh, all kinds of quarterbacks, you know, like that uh, win slates this year. So I think uh, if anybody can do it, number four, the gunslinger, he can win you a win you a game this week. All right. So I know we have to keep going. So let's just. Uh... For two two quarterbacks that really matter to me that I think might actually make a difference in the slate. Actually, just one. I don't want to mention the other one because it's it, it, uh, uh, Jeff's boyfriend. Um, it's just Tom Brady. Tom Brady yeah. at 5,800. You're going to want to play him, you know. Um, I can't He's remember so cute, man. That used to be an auto lock if you saw Brady at that price. Yep. Yeah. It's a great price, but let's move on. Yeah, yeah. let's go ahead. We had Carr down there. I also put Kyle Allen. It was more of a joke than anything else, but we didn't get a chance to get to it. Kyle Allen uh, going up against Miami. They do have a bad pass defense, but I don't expect much from Kyle Allen. But at 4.8, maybe you throw him into a lineup and see what happens. I have a question, though. So I know this is going to go on in the week. Uh, Bright Purdy is not a play at all, right? Not for me. Uh-uh, I don't think so. I, I'm definitely not hey, playing let's that. Com- let's confirm that for yeah. the crowd. Yep, agreed. Yeah, not for me. All right, let's get to tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? And we're going to go ahead and hit the, the double. Lock, Lock it, it in. in. All right, we got one guy in the elite tier in 10 minutes. Your lock. Go ahead and talk about Mr. Kelsey. Yeah, we've talked a few times this year about how ugly the tight end slate has been. But this is by far, at least in my opinion, the ugliest tight end slate of the year. It's Travis Kelsey and then a bunch of dust. So in my opinion, you have to play Travis Kelsey this week, particularly if you're playing cash. Obviously, you can get different in tournaments, but I think you have to play Travis Kelsey. That 7,700 is just too cheap for the level of production that he's doing right now. And more specifically, like I said, there's just nothing else. You have to completely punt down tight end if you don't play Kelsey. So I think you find the value elsewhere so that you can pay up for Kelsey this week. Yeah, I, I try to cram in Kittle into the sheet, and then I went and did some research, and I saw the Saints are actually really, really good against the tight end, so I took him off my sheet. So Kelsey is basically your elite tier. Um, Gerson, you have anything uh, in your mid-tier? I know Kelsey's probably the only elite one there, but you got anybody else you want to talk about? Well, yeah, well, Kelsey's a great call. He always did, right? Um, I just think, like, this week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get a little different. Um, it. It, I'm going to go to Todd Higby if he plays. I know it's kind of questionable, 
you did not practice, it's Wednesday. I always yeah. say this. We this is the Thanksgiving slate. It's kind of different, right? Like it's a little different. Yeah. Um, and I apologize or not. I said Bryce Purdy. I mean Bryce Perkins, not Bryce Purdy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on, guys! Like we're talking about third-string quarterback. Um, <laughs> so we definitely ain't playing him. But Tyler Higby at forty-two hundred against the Kansas City Chiefs is going to be a high-paced game. You might, you know, like obviously he can have he, quarterbacks that are like young and rookies and whatnot. They throw to the safety blanket. Safety blanket is always a tight end. Forty-two hundred. He's going to interest me. No Cooper Cup. Oh man, I miss Cooper Cup already, dude. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to go to Tyler A.B., <coughs> Yeah, I like that call there. I'm just going to give out the rest of the tight end plays because it is such an ugly, ugly uh, slate, so we can catch up on some time here. Uh, Cade Otten uh, versus Cleveland at 3.3. Najoku at 3.6. Foster Monroe at 3.4. And I have a, a sort of a pump, you know, play. Mr. Tred McBride at 3.1, uh, filling in for Ertz with Kyler Murray back as an opportunity to do something. Um, let's go ahead and get down to the running backs. It's time for running backs. Running backs. All right, uh, Gerson, kick us off here with the running backs. Sorry, hold on. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, Kenneth Walker the third. I mean, this guy, week in and week out, besides last time he played, right? Like, he kind of let you down a little bit. Um, but he... I, I love this guy. Like, uh, last week, the last time he played week 10 against Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay always been known to have a pretty stout running uh, 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 defense against the run. But he got 13 points, but be- before that, 30 points. Week 7, 31 points. Week 6, 19. Week 5, 15, <laughs> 14. He's meeting value. I was shocked, dude. I was like, 6,900 still? Like, against the Las Vegas Raiders, one of the worst defenses in the league. It sucks to say that, but then I saw the ownership. He's coming at 19% ownership. He's the highest-owned running back on the slate. He's almost like a lock him, lock him in. No pun intended, you know? <laughs> but um, it, just, it just makes too much sense. And you have, you have to find value sometimes. But I think this guy right here, I have him projected for almost 20 points. That that's basically three times value. Yep. All right, Tim, what do you got in your elite tier? Uh, let's see. I'll talk about the guy that you don't have. I'll talk about Josh Jacobs uh, on the other side of that game, right? I think both of those teams are going to to you know quote unquote establish the run, right? But we've seen uh, Josh Jacobs. Not only has he gotten the run on the ground, but they've been using him significantly in the passing game, right? Which we want to see particularly on DraftKings where it's PPR. So he's seventy seven hundred. He's eight hundred more than Ken Walker. Um, but I think if you're going to go the Geno route uh, for your stack, I like uh, Josh Jacobs as a bring back. Yep, I like it. Uh, the other I elite... will say one thing before we move on. Is that I think a lot of people are going to be paying down into the mid-range for running backs on this slate. Agreed. So paying up for somebody like Josh Jacobs gets you different uh, right from the jump. Yeah, and the guy I was going to talk about is a pay-up guy as well, Mr. Austin Eckler. Obviously, game script proof. Uh, you can pretty much put him in every week as a good play. Uh, the Cardinals are 23rd against the run in DVOA. Uh, 8.5 is pretty expensive, but if you can find a way to fit him in, he's definitely worth that that price tag because he could definitely put up a three or four touchdown game at any point. All right, let's move down into the mid-tier, Gerson. What you got for your mid-tier? So, it, like, 
we're again we're on a Wednesday night, right? So it's kind of hard. Um, James Conner, man, like I think the volume is gonna come with him, and this is pretty much dependent on the Kyler Murray play Call of Duty or if he doesn't. You know, <laughs> but that's the number one thing about Kyler Murray. Like it's not if he's gonna play. It's not if his knee feels better. It just matters about the paddle. Are they going to work or not? Right now? That's right. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, to be honest, uh, he has a great, a great, like, basically a good matchup, good defense, DVP and everything. He had everything lined up for him, but and he's going to get the workload. Honestly, I, was, I lost on prize, prize pick last week or Monday because – James Conner, like, I was like, all right, let's do this, let's do this. I think he's going to get the workload and everything. But, dude, like, James Conner in this game environment, I think he's going to hit hit what he wants. But, Conor Murray has to play, though. You have to look out for that. Because yeah. this game environment, like, it, it's so different without Conor Murray. All right. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I do think Conor Murray is going to play. He was, uh, he was listed as a full participant today in practice, so I do think that he's yeah. going to play this week. All right. All right, Tim, go to your, your mid-tier here. Yeah, pr- probably my favorite running back play on the slate is Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, you saw, I heard me talk about him a couple weeks ago when they played against Cleveland. I said, everybody, I think on Wednesday, I said, dude, he's won this job. Just play Jeff Wilson. Uh, and he's still too cheap, in my opinion, at 5,900. We've been saying all year flow chart, right? Play running backs against the Houston Texans. Uh, they are a 13-point favorite in this game. Uh, I think that they're going to get up early and just pound. Uh, he is their volume running back right now. It's not Raheem Mostert. So Raheem Mostert's kind of been used as a change of pace back. I don't expect that to change coming out of the bye. I think Jeff Wilson could see 20-plus touches at 5,900. That's just too cheap. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I got both of those guys, Connor and Wilson, in, in my uh, mid-tier as well. Uh, we'll go ahead, and I'm going to mention a couple of guys that we have in our mid-tier. We didn't talk about Latavius Murray's there. Um, and Gerson also has Damian Pierce. We also had Derrick Henry. I forgot in the elite tier, Gerson had him. We didn't get to Derrick Henry, but obviously he's always a good play. All right, moving down into the value tier. Lock Lock it it in. in. All right, this is probably the first that's ever happened. I'm doing a lock in with a a value play, but I think uh, Rashad White went up against Cleveland. We talked about that flow chart. Uh, they are on an island all their all to their own. I think they've given up 14 uh, RB1 or RB2 games this year. Uh, if you do the math, that means they've given up more than one in, in, in games. Uh, they are 32nd versus the run in DVOA. They give the second most points to running backs. Uh, and, you know, Tampa Bay is showing that they're not a very good run team. You know, but we saw last the last week we saw them, uh, they committed to the run finally. I think uh, White had 22 carries in that game. And if they are able to do that and give him that many carries against this terrible defense at 5.1, I will lock him into all my lineups there. So Rashad White is my lock it in this week uh, as a value play. And this guy loves Rashad White. He has them in every dynasty league, basically. I definitely do. <laughs> so I needed to, I needed to go off for a lot of teams. Uh, Gerson, we'll go to you. What do you got in your value tier? Nah, man. Good call. And I just came to mention Latavius Murray, right? Yeah, I mentioned him. We didn't talk about him, but if you want to mention him because you got him in your value tier, go ahead and bring him up. I'm going to go to Antonio Gibson. Um, Antonio Gibson, like, he just keeps getting the workload. Now, actually, I think they're trying to realize, they finally realize that, like, okay, Brian Robinson's just like a one-two punch, but he's like that one-two punch that's not that hard. 
And 20 gigs is the guy that makes a difference in the game. And I'm going to go back to him. Underpriced. But the thing is, like, I'd take Richard White and Jeff Wilson over him. Yeah. There's a lot of good values on this slate. And I, 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 it sucks because I wish we could have those values on other slates. But like, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good God, this week, it's yeah, like, oh, too many running backs to play this week. Yep. Like, I also really like Michael Carter this week, right? When we yeah. saw, like, his best game was with Mike White, right? Getting, like, 12, 14 touches and then, like, five, seven receptions, right? So, at 5,400, Michael Carter most weeks would be like, oh, got to have that guy. But you have Latavius, you have Wilson. You're... What? I can't wait till, like, Mike White gets on an airplane be like, Zero, two, 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 forward. Me, Mike yeah. Jones on the low. You know, like, <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Uh, let me see. I, I got a couple more guys that are sort of uh, punt plays, but uh, Akers, Cam Akers, uh, last week got 14 carries for the first time in since, since ever, I think. 14 carries. He actually averaged 4.4 yards per carry. Uh, it's Game script is going to be pretty bad for him, but he's uh, at 4.9. He's pretty cheap against Kansas City. Uh, and then on the other side there, I'll do like Jarek McKinnon as well with CEH uh, out for at least four more weeks on IR. It's just Jarek McKinnon and uh, Isaiah Pacheco. And Pacheco doesn't catch passes. Jarek McKinnon does. So McKinnon will be there on passing downs. Uh, Gerson gave me the face of death there with Cam Makers. But uh, at 4.9, mm-hmm. if he gets if he gets some some volume at all, if he can get any volume, I, I'll take it. He, he may fall into the end zone. Um, let's see. Does anybody else we didn't talk about? We mentioned. Oh, I, I have uh, Samaji P. Ryan. If Mixon is out, he's still uh, limited in practice. If for some reason Mixon does not play, uh, Samaji P. Ryan at five point six is not a terrible play either. All right, not on P. Ryan. Down on P. Ryan. Down on P. Ryan. All right, let's get to the receivers. And now, wide receivers. Receivers. All right, I'm just Gerson didn't put a lock of the week, so I'm gonna give him his lock of the week. His lock of the week's gonna be Tyreek Hill. Lock, lock it. it. <laughs> All right, Gerson, you got Tyreek Hill. Talk about him. No, no, I actually did put a lock of the week. You yeah, didn't see on a sheet. It's on the sheet. I don't see it on the sheet. You gotta go down, bro. Oh, you gotta go down. I still don't see it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna defend myself a little bit. <laughs> I don't see a lock, lock of the week. week. Go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend myself a little bit. Yeah. What do you mean you're gonna defend yourself? Yeah, I'm gonna defend myself a little bit. My lock of the week. I'm gonna defend myself. A yeah, little bit. I, I see that, but there's no there's no defense in lock of the week, so I'm just curious. That's why I'm wondering. I don't see it in there. <laughs> just go ahead and talk about Tyreek. Yeah, Hill. talk about Tyreek Hill. <laughs> no, nah, man, Tyreek. Hill, I mean, what is there to talk about? Like, early on, when Tim said Patrick Mahomes having a great season, Tyreek Hill was having a great season, too, right? Yeah. Tim, Mac, I, th- I think he'll break the record. He'll break the record because you get one more game, right? And that's it. But he'll break. I honestly, I, I, I hope, I hope Tyreek Hill be like, hey, I put a hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think sometimes Tyreek Hill is just like two or three below. We already talked about my like quarterback, and basically Tyreek Hill is like his back, and you just running back, which, well, depends who you're running back with. But Tyreek Hill, like, this guy can break the plate, or he can kill your, your roster. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. And it really does suck. Because we've seen it happen. It happened, what, two weeks ago? 
Yeah. Where you just basically fill a roster. For a Tyreek Hill, 8,800 is a lot of money to pay for. But he can break the slate. It's against the Houston, man. Uh, I don't know what the status on Derek Stingley is. Is Derek Stingley healthy? Is he going to play? Because if Derek Stingley doesn't play, it's going to make a lot of difference, you know? But yeah, I'm going to have a Tyreek Hill for sure. I'm going to have a lot of two or three below Anderson. All right. Tim, let's go to you. Who you got in your elites here? Yeah, so things are breaking down in Raiderland, but one thing that's going right is they found out they need to feed Devontae Adams the ball, right? Last three weeks, 17 targets, 14 targets, 13 targets, man. At 8,600, talk about a guy that can break a slate right now. It's Devontae Adams. So uh, he's expensive, obviously. You got to pay up for him. Uh, but he, if I'm going to pay up for one guy on this slate, it's Devontae Adams. All right, I like it. Uh, I have the one other guy that in the elite tier that we have as a group is uh, is D Hop at seven point seven. Uh, even with the backup quarterback against a really good defense last week, he still did really well. You know, he was still finding holes in the defense and being able to to put up some points here. So this week he gets the the Chargers uh, with Kyler Murray back at seven point seven. So D Hop has been getting a ton of targets. Uh, obviously, uh, Rondo Moore got hurt last last game as well, so I don't know if he's going to play or, or not. And then Marquise Brown. Um, still not sure if he's going to play either. So D Hop might be the only target that they have. Yep. All right, let's move down into the mid tier. Gerson, who do you have for your mid tier receivers? I think. Well, the thing is, like, we all have different prices for mid tier, and that's the thing that sucks about when we fill out a sheet. But to me, it's Terry McCorn. You know, Terry McCorn is priced at I think what fifty eight hundred. Fifty eight hundred. One of the worst pass defense in the league. And also, he's owned 16%. 16% is so high for a wide receiver. I mean, to give you an idea, that's almost like 4% off Tyreek. It's not even. Wow. We're going from like Tyreek to Terry McCorn. Yeah, I think he's almost a lock in of the week, but I, I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't know. But Terry McCorn, and I, and I get it. I think a lot of people played Terry McCorn last week. And he let you down, right? For the audio people, he just pointed to himself. <laughs> no, I, pointed, I pointed to all of us. Yeah, we all we all <laughs> played him. We did. <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, um, I think you got to go back to him. Um, Taylor Heineke's still going to pass the ball. He's going to clean it like he's Brett Favre. So give me a turn to so. Yeah, I like it. Tim, yeah. what you got in your mid 30, 30% target share under 6K is hard to pass up. Yep. Um. I'm going to go with your boy, Jeff, Debo Samuel, 6,800. Uh, the way that they have been using him since Christian McCaffrey got there is exactly the way. Uh, you know, he's a little, he's questionable, but I think he's, he's going to play. I don't think Debo is going to be limited here. Last week, he had nine targets plus the three rushes on the ground. Uh, at 6,800, we're talking about guys that can break a slate. Tyreek Hill, I'm sorry, Tyreek, Debo Samuel's right up there with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Right? He's $2,000 left. So, you know, he's obviously not getting the target volume that Tyree Kill is, but the way he's being utilized and the price he is, uh, I think you you got to have some exposure. Yep, I like that call a lot. And they're finding ways to get in the ball in creative different ways. So um, I definitely like Debo Samuel this week. Yeah, and like you said, they're really good against tight ends. So they're going to have to find ways to get the ball out. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Mid-Tier, and it's the first time I've been able to say that this year because he's been injured all season long. Your boy is back. Yeah, my boy Keenan Allen is back. He's uh, he's at 6.1. Uh, I talked earlier about, about Herbert, uh, you know, obviously having his, his weapons back. Uh, Mike Williams is still questionable, but Keenan Allen, I think he was the first target of the game uh, this past weekend. 
Uh, he, you know, obviously came out and played really well. So he's getting full practices in now, and 6.1 is way too cheap uh, for the amount of targets that he can potentially get. So uh, I love Keenan Allen this week. We got a ton of mid-tier receivers, so we'll go back through one more time. Gerson, give me one, one more of your mid-tier guys. Yeah, Chris Godwin, you can stack him with Tom Brady, Courtney Sutton. Obviously, he's always going to be a bad play. Just look at him. If, uh, if Jeremy, Jerry Judy didn't play, then yeah, you know. Um, I don't I don't know what the case is with Jerry Judy. You know what, Tim? I think he's still mm-hmm. out. Yeah. He hasn't practiced, I don't think. Yeah, so Courtney Sutton is going to be. And obviously, Courtney Sutton let us down, but obviously, he's still a value. Different late, you know. And that's it, man. Like. Um, T. Higgins, I know he's not really a mid-tier, but he definitely needs to be mentioned, though. Yeah, agreed. Tim, what do you got for your mid-tier? Uh, yeah, I only had two guys y'all did mention. Uh, Christian Kirk uh, playing against Jack, um, Lamar Jackson and uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I, don't, I think he's going to go under-owned. He's a little bit priced up from where he was in the mid-5Ks, um, but he's still getting the most volume in that offense, and I think they're going to have to throw. You can't really run the ball well on a on the Ravens. And the other guy we had was Josh Palmer, right? If Mike Williams doesn't play, I think you said it's going to be Keenan Allen and Joshua Palmer. Uh, he seems to be better in that deep role as opposed to the slot role. And at 5,400, he gets more value out of it too. So uh, if Mike Williams doesn't play, I like Palmer at 5,400. All right. So I'll just mention a couple. We don't think he is. I don't think he will. I think he'll be out. Uh, I had two guys we hadn't talked about yet. Jalen Waddle versus Houston. We talked about how much two is going to pass in that game. 7.3 is a good way to be, get uh, exposure to that game and stay a little bit cheaper than Tyreek Hill. Uh, and then I had DK Metcalf, who I almost put as my lock of the week. Um, but, you know, Vegas is 32nd versus the pass. Uh, Metcalf has had, I think, 10, 6, and 8 targets in the last three weeks. Uh, so Metcalf is being targeted against a very bad pass defense. Uh, he could obviously catch touchdowns as well. So that's my other mid-tier. All right, uh, Tim, give us your uh, your value here. Uh, okay, I guess I'll take the guy that uh, Gerson uh, didn't put, and that's Traylon Burks. Uh, former sit call Traylon Burks, right? We finally saw him break out. Who was that team that he broke out against? I, I can't remember. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 4,200. Uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill doesn't really throw the ball, but it looks like he's, he's kind of uh, passing up the Nick Westbrooks and the Robert Woods. Uh, for that, you know, target share at 4,200, that's really what you're looking for, right? Uh, so, you know, I, I think that of anyone in this range, he's got a potential to have that 20, 25-point day that you need. So, uh, yeah, Traylon Burks. Man. Yeah, we were, one, we were one week early on him. We had him in our lineups the week before where he didn't do nothing, and then obviously he went off last week. So we I don't were- even want to talk about the fact that the week Christian Watson went off, I picked the, I, I pulled a Jeff Lambert and picked the wrong receiver on the right team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, Man, I, that one I did do that again last week, too, and I went Lance McCutcheon, and then, of course, I see two, uh, Tutu Atwell gets the catch in the long bomb, and I'm like, well, I had the right team, right position, wrong, wrong player. Gersten, what you got in your mid-tier, I mean, your, your value tier? Yeah, man. I mean, it's probably one of my favorite wide receivers in the NFL right now. You know, since uh, he, he's the best at quarter, his quarterback, uh, it's Mr. Garrett Wilson, man. 4,200, 40, right? 4,200? I believe that's, yeah. 4,300. 4,300. 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, I mean, I think this guy's honestly one of the, like, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson, if there was anybody that ever had to pray that a Mormon quarterback doesn't play, <laughs> it's definitely them. 
You know, Zach Wilson, I don't know. He better go get a job at MilkHunter.com <laughs> because there's no way he can play quarterback again. I hope he doesn't. But we got Mike White at quarterback. Mike White with Elijah Moore, if you go look at his history log, they killed it. I, I think it was a Thursday night game where Elijah Moore blew up for like 20-something points. But, yeah, um, give me Gary Wilson. Great price, 4300 like Mike White's kind of like a Brad Favre guy. He just lets, he lets it rip. Yeah. He lets it rip. So, um, 4300 against the Chicago Bears. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, though. This game has a little bad vibe because is Justin Field doesn't play. It's going to take away the game environment. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, I mean, the Jets defense is going to dominate them. Yeah. Because uh, it the becomes Jets, the Michael Carter game. Yeah. Yeah. The Jets haven't lost a lot of game because of their, of their defense. They've yeah. lost a lot of game because of their offense. Yeah. You know, it's kind of and weird. Coming off that loss to the Patriots, man, they could get up early and just smash yeah. Yeah, I, I feel just, bad for Tyler, man. He just punted that ball, and he knew he like. <laughs> Going back to uh, to Zach Wilson, I, I saw a funny tweet on uh, on Twitter. It was uh, someone complaining about Zach Wilson, obviously a, a Jet fan, and he was like, "I can't believe we got the Mormon uh, Ryan Leaf." And then Ryan, Ryan Leaf, yeah. the actual verified account, Ryan, Ryan Leaf, back, yeah. yeah, he comes back and says, as a Jets fan, I've had a better 10 years than you have, and I spent three of those years in jail. So. In prison, yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. Perfect comeback. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Leaf dunk from the top rope, man. That was one of the best moments on Twitter. This exactly. All right. I'm going to go with uh, the guy who uh, I suggested uh, people play last week. If you check out the Wednesday show and a couple of my Twitter tweets. Uh, it was Demarcus Robinson, um, and I didn't play him in my lineups, and I wish I had, but he did go off this past week. Uh, and the narrative was that if you looked at the, the week before when he didn't really do a whole lot of anything, uh, Lamar Jackson targeted him a few times, almost ca- caught him in the end zone at once. The post-game interview, he says, the only thing I was disappointed about this game is I didn't get my boy D-Rob more passes. And the very oh, next yeah. week, the very next oh. week, he gets a ton of passes to him. So at four point okay. four point three against the 31st pa- ranked passing defense, uh, Lamar Jackson likes him, then I'll, I'll take him at 4.3 for sure. All right, uh, let's move down into the defense. Defense, 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 defense. All right, so I I, I mistakenly gave uh, Gerson his lock of the week as Tyreek Hill. He was trying to get the lock of the week in this spot, so I'm going to go ahead and hit the drop for that. Lock, lock it, it in. in. Go ahead, Gerson. Yeah, I can't see Chiefs defense, man. That's my lock of the week, man. Um, this this played hard, man. Like we we early in the week, right? So like, you, <laughs> when it comes to lock of the week, we just try to hit them, right? Um, but it to me, the Chiefs defense at twenty eight hundred against a guy named Bryce Perkins, not Bryce Purdy, guys. Bryce Perkins. I apologize, that. <laughs> and hey, like guys, we're thankful for things, right? We're thankful for interception. We're thankful for Fumbles. We're thankful for uh, finally the Sean McVay realized I just got my Super Bowl and that's all that matters, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and that's the thing though, like twenty eight hundred, you have to find value, and that's my lock of the week. The Chiefs defense, um, they are coming out as the highest on the second highest on defense, I believe. I think the Rams defense is actually number one. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, I think that'll change by Sunday. Yeah, that that's crazy. 
Tim, usually we start with you, but because Gerson had his lock of the week, his defense, go ahead and talk about the defenses you got there. Yeah, he already talked about the other one, right? I think you play Chiefs in cash. I think that, you know, usually we would say a, a defense like this, you don't play in tournaments, but I think you play, you know, I think you can play them either way. They will be highly owned, but they obviously have huge potential. Uh, my other favorite defense we just talked about is the Jets, particularly if you're going to stack it with Michael Carter. Uh, there's a real good chance that, you know, this could get out of hand. Justin Fields doesn't play. Uh, and they just run Michael Carter 25 times and play defense. So I think Chiefs and Jets are definitely my highest exposure this week. I like it. Uh, just as a pivot, uh, I'm going to mention the Carolina Panthers at 3,000 going up against Denver. Uh, you know, they get after the Russ quarterback. Russ is really bad. That's the analysis. Yeah, exactly. Russ is bad. Uh, he takes sacks. They get after the quarterback. They've had eight sacks in the last two weeks. Um, you know, obviously uh, – their, their team is not very good, but if they can get sacks and uh, catch an interception or yeah. two uh, at 3000 they can pay off their value. They made Lamar a little uncomfortable last week. Yeah. So I yeah. can imagine what they can do to, to Russ. Agreed. So, you know, not to mention they're, you know, we always talk about the West Coast to East Coast thing. So he's coming from Denver over to the East Coast. They're playing, uh, they're playing uh, in Carolina, right? Yeah. yeah. Go for it, G. So um, I have a defense that just uh, Miami – Miami Dolphins defense, you know, thirty nine hundred is very expensive, but another backup quarterback. Mills, Mills been bad. Dude. Yeah, well, he's not playing. He's not playing. They benched him. It's Kyle Allen. They benched yeah. him. They benched yeah, him. Kyle Allen week. Yeah, five quarterbacks are starting this week that have not started this season. Yep. Right. So, hey, yeah. here, here's the defense narrative, guys. Just playing those five defenses that are playing those five. <laughs> That's exactly right. There you go. That's the defensive narrative this week. Just pick one. Throw dart. Good stuff. All right, let's get to our stacks. Going for two.com's weekly stack report. All right, Tim, we'll go to you first here. Give me your stack of the week. So, as we've said before, it's Wednesday. It's hard to judge ownership expectations on Wednesday, but I went with the stack I don't think anybody is going to have this week. And that's the Derek Carr stack, baby. We're going with Raiders Nation. Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Foster Moreau, and bringing it with that boy, Kenneth the Menace, Ken Walker. Nice. I like it. I'm going with... Go with your stack, Jeff. All right. So, yeah, my stack of the week this week is, uh, if you listen to the show, you already probably know, Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, uh, Josh Palmer, bring it back with D-Hop. Uh, you can also bring it back with another guy, but uh, it's it's Tim's sick call, so I won't spoil it. Um, if you want to get cheap at that position there, but you know, obviously, I think D Hop is a good play at seven point seven, so he is my uh, my stack of the week. Gerson, you have a stack of the week? Yeah, I do. Patrick uh, Mahomes, Guy Moore, Don Jefferson, and Travis Kelsey. Mm, I like it. I like it. All right, it's time for our sick calls. And now, the sick call of the week. But before we get to our sick calls, I just want to point out that we are like, what, seven minutes over one hour, and we also crammed in the Thanksgiving slate. Uh, somehow yeah. we managed to do it. Uh, so, so great job, guys. Uh, <laughs> we are on time for a normal show. This is amazing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, know how, you guys want to know how we did it? Every 10 minutes, Jeff said, Beat up, beat up. Hurry up, hurry up. Let's I didn't go. say it one Let's time. Go. I didn't say it at all. <laughs> so, Gerson, you just gave your sick call away, so go ahead and go first and tell us who it is. Oh, yeah. Well, Sky Moore, guys. All right, it's in my stack. Sky Moore, like, seriously, 
Jeff knows how high I was on Sky Moore. The sky's the limit. I've been so high on Sky Moore, but honestly, what I saw last, I didn't even watch the game. I was watching Black Adam with my mother. Took her <laughs> to see Black Adam. And I was crying with tears in my eyes. She's like, oh, you like the movie? No, I'm, I just love Sky Moore. He's actually producing something. He produced 11 points. What? That's what you said. And that's it. I mean, what I'm saying is, like, Sky Moore got six targets, five seven, 63 yards. He didn't get that the whole season, basically. Yep. And now yeah. we're here, it's $3,000. $3,000, guys. Can't get $3,000. And I believe Juju, is he going to play? No. No. Yeah, when, when uh, Kadarius Tony did that hammy hop touchdown, we thought he was just showing off. He actually hurt his hamstring. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> surprise, so surprise. The, yeah, it's the Sky Moore show since uh, Tony went out. All right. Uh, my sick call. So we've used this drop for a couple players. Let me go ahead and hit it first. So we used that player when Dak Prescott came back. We used that uh, drop when uh, Mac Hollins was the the play. Uh, this week yeah. is going to be Marlon Mack. He's coming back. He's playing for Denver. He is the listed as the number two running back in Denver. Latavius Murray has struggled. Uh, they are playing against Carolina, who are not very good against the run at 4K. Uh, if you want to play Marlon Mack, he has not had a carry all season. He's had like three or four different teams. He's been signed. He's been cut. Practice squad. Uh, maybe he finally gets an opportunity at 4K and does something with it against Carolina. So he is my sick call of the week. All right, Sam, what you got for yours? So all of our sick calls have anthems this week. Uh, Gerson's is the sky is the limit, right? Jeff's is return of the Mac. My anthem this week would be we didn't start the fire, uh, but we're going to relight the Dorch, Greg Dorch. Uh, as we talked about, Rondale Moore is expected to be out this week. So friend of the show, Greg Dorch, is back in at 3,100. Uh, just, you know, he'll probably be chalky by Sunday if Rondale Moore is out, but it's Wednesday. So, hey, if he's out, man, light the Dorch. I love it. I love it. Like I mentioned, you can put him in that stack in, in place of D-Hop and put tor- a Dorch in there and uh, save a ton of money. I wonder if Jeff is the only one old enough to get the we didn't start the fire. Yeah. <laughs> probably have, yep. All right, guys, uh, that wraps up uh, two slates. We did the Thanksgiving slate and the main slate. Um, let's go ahead and go around the room and uh, go ahead and plug your Twitter handle. And, uh, Gerson, you obviously the show on Sunday. Go ahead, Gerson. I don't know if I'll be doing it on Sunday after today. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I'll be doing a Sunday show with Benny, um, Zach, and... Jamie. What? Jamie. No, I didn't. I'm just kidding, dude, Jamie. Uh, but no, Jamie, yeah, we'll be there Sunday. Honestly, it's honestly one of the best times of the weekend. Um, but yeah, you find me there at, at Fantasy GFS. You can find me on DFS Roundtable. Honestly, like, the stuff that Tim puts on DFS Roundtable is fire, and it's free. That's yep. the crazy thing. It's free. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can find me there. All right, good stuff. Tim? Yeah, like Gerson said, the DFS roundtable, that's where I do my weekly thread. This week was a combo for Thanksgiving in the main slate, just like this show. But I do the, I look around the internet, find the best charts and info, put it together in one thread so you don't have to. So come join me in the DFS roundtable. You can also find me on Twitter at KetoDFS. Good stuff. As always, guys, you can find me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. 
Uh, obviously, there won't be a show on Friday. Matter of fact, most of our shows, other than the Sunday show, probably won't be on this weekend. Everyone is enjoying time with their family. Uh, so I want to just wish a happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Good luck on the Thanksgiving slate and good luck on the main slate as well. Uh, for Tim, for Gerson, I'm Jeff, and we will see y'all next Friday. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. We're go, thankful. Pack, go! We're thankful.